0: looking up we're a podcast for christian women and i'm kathy Pollard, and with me is carla moore we're your hosts for this podcast uh today we're going to be talking about three things that men want so specifically three things men want from their wives three character traits or qualities that men really want from their wives so i think it'll be a great conversation those three things might surprise you when you hear them but for sure you'll be glad you heard them because You can start working on them today and strengthen your marriage and make it everything you hope for it to be. So we're looking forward to that conversation. Before we get started with that, Carla, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. That sounds so mysterious and intriguing. (laughs) Good. (laughs) I'm on the the edge of my seat waiting to hear what they are.
0: (laughs) Well, you already know what they are.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, true. That's true.
0: But you can pretend like you don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, three things that men want Um, breakfast, lunch, and dinner.
0: Oh, yes, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can Uh, think of other things. I can think of lots of things, Uh actually. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Our husbands are probably interested in hearing what we have to say about these. Are (laughs) they they going to hold us to it?
0: Listen, they don't get to listen to this one. Okay. Yeah. I think we should say, husbands, if you're listening, tune out. You think they pay
1: attention to you? Mm -mm. Of
0: course. Mm -mm. Written yours, you know
1: it. Oh no! (laughs) This this will be the one he listens to. Oh man!
0: Is your has John only listened to one episode?
1: That's the only one that I know of. Yeah, and it was because we were driving from from Denver to Austin, and he kind of was a captive audience and listened to it with me. He's just, I know he he's very supportive of it and he's excited about it, but he yeah, sure, he's just got other things on his brain, of course, like you know, Israel artifacts and sore yeah. and cesarea maritima and all those things. There's just all kinds of Israel stuff swirling around in his head right now.
0: Clay uh cave exploring. Yeah. And... Yeah. Sticking his head in your... a hole somewhere. I'm looking forward to your pictures from this trip of him yeah. sticking his head in <laughs> holes, exploring things. Yeah. <laughs> well he's a little
1: suspicious of me now when I walk around behind him so with y- my camera. <laughs>
0: So you guys are actually leaving tomorrow
1: mm-hmm.
0: to head early back there. Morning. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wish I was going with you.
1: I know, I wish you were too. It's so much fun when we get to do that together. But um, we'll, we're going to go a couple of days early. We like to get there a little bit early before the mm-hmm. groups because it just helps to have everything, to make sure that everything's set up and the hotels are ready and the guide's ready. And um, and it I, honestly, it kind of gets us uh, away from the jet lag a little bit too. So they're uh, already yeah. ready to go when, when everybody gets there so we're mm-hmm. excited
0: well we'll be praying for safe travels and thank you I know it'll be a wonderful trip but we'll be praying about that too and, yeah. and we're gonna well, try to
1: record aren't we
0: yeah I was just gonna say hopefully uh the next podcast you'll actually be talking to me from Israel mm-hmm. so that'll be exciting and you can tell us all about what you're seeing and experiencing and yeah that'll be fun
1: yeah, I hope it'll work. I, if I can maybe tether it to my phone somehow, because sometimes the internet, they, I mean, they, they're they first world country. It's not that they don't yeah. have internet, but the hotels yeah. don't provide great internet sometimes. So we, we'll see. We'll right. figure it out.
0: We'll figure it out. It'll be it'll fun. Be, yes. So I know you've been busy packing and all kinds of stuff, but did you get a chance to go thrifting?
1: I hit the jackpot
0: on <gasps> something yesterday. Right. I can't wait to
1: tell you about it. Oh,
0: yay. And it was funny
1: because it was yesterday, you know, I texted you on my way home from, from moms and I thought, you know, fixing the leaf for two weeks, I'm just going to stop in at this Goodwill here and drip in dripping and see if there's anything. And there's rarely anything here. Although I found some of the best stuff there. It's usually pretty big stuff, but I found a, um, it's a pottery barn, leather Ottoman and it's got, I don't know if you can see it behind me. Can you see it back there
0: in uh, front of the couch? Yeah. Sort of. Mm. oh yes is it one yeah. that looks like does it have wooden legs
1: yes it does yeah it's pine, oh. pine wooden legs. anyway I'll post pictures of it and oh I'll I picture.
0: love it
1: it what's it's got though <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that whoever gave it to Goodwill gave it because their dog gnawed on the legs because there's some <laughs> there's some <laughs> teeth marks on the legs but I just turned that toward the couch right. but it was in like great condition it just looks like distressed leather on top and and uh, yeah, I thought I stood there and looked at it, and I thought that looks like pretty high quality stuff. And mm-hmm. and uh, of course, you know, it's kind of things are dirty when they get there, and but mm-hmm. I I can see through that usually and figure out where I can clean it up. And so I lifted it up, and I could see a Pottery Barn tag underneath there. And that's you know they make good stuff. I like I just like their their stuff. I like the style.
0: Nice, yeah,
1: yeah. And it looks um,
0: good in your house.
1: It fits. Yeah, we. In fact, most of the stuff that I have in here com- came from Goodwill, but I thought, you know, if it doesn't fit or if we don't like it, if John doesn't like it, then I'll, I'll sell it on Facebook Marketplace. But he mm-hmm. liked it and uh, we brought it in and And the man that put it in the truck said, you can get a lot of feet on that thing. And I said, I think I might put a lot of grandbaby bottoms on this thing. So Aww. anyway, it's a, that was a fun find. And I looked, it's still for sale on pot- at Pottery Barn and it's 13 $99,
0: 1400 What? Yeah. And how much Which, did you, you, know, much I would did you never, get it for?
1: I got it for $15.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You're I was so super amazing. Well, I mean, it's just one of those things that you have to just stop in every once in a while and look and mm-hmm. see what they have and, and just kind of, you know, walk around and keep your eyes open. And, and uh, if, even if something doesn't look like it's all that great quality, it might be. So you just mm-hmm. have to lift things up and look. So Well, I
0: think you have to have a good eye for that kind of thing. I mean, there's diligence, but you also have to have an eye for that kind of thing. And you've kind of honed that and developed that. So do you sell big stuff on Facebook Marketplace and then smaller things on eBay?
1: Right. Yeah, because I don't want to have to ship anything huge like that. Okay. But I mean, it does make your, I think we talked about this before. It makes your audience smaller because it's local, but Mm -hmm. still, I mean, it's a, 1400 by the time you add taxes and stuff somebody paid 1500 dollars to begin with which i could never imagine paying that much for it anyway but um i, wow. mean, I could probably turn around and sell it for two three hundred dollars so it's fun i am oh, gonna keep it for a while nice. yeah <laughs> good job mm-hmm. good job yeah so what's mm-hmm. new over there on your homestead anything
0: um well I've, i mean i've planted a few seeds um mm-hmm some tomato seeds and pepper seeds just indoors. We don't have a greenhouse yet, so just a few indoors. Oh, and uh, Shuri Mabry gave me a little plant. Oh, I should have brought it over here so I could show you, but it's called a moonflower. Have you ever hmm. heard of a moonflower?
1: No. I hadn't either. So. She
0: said it's in the same family as sort of a morning glory. It's a climber, and it only opens up at night, hmm. and she said it has big blooms on it um so anyway it's about this big right now (laughs) and uh so she I just have to water it and take care of it until it's warm enough to move it outside but Mm -hmm. I'm excited about that I've never even heard of one
1: so it's inside right now
0: it's inside it's in my kitchen window right now yeah so but
1: how's your uh castile soap turned out is it you said something last week about it. Kind of you're a little bit wondering if it's going to dry your skin out.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be OK because I've used it every single day. and My skin's not tight or drying out at all. So I think the ratio is good on that.
1: So mm-hmm.
0: Thanks Sounds for good. asking. Yeah,
1: well, I was going to save me a sample.
0: I can do that. Mm-hmm. I can do that. I was going to tell you that um, something that happened from a couple of episodes ago, we talked about books. Yeah. And Cindy Baker, who she's an author herself. You Mm -hmm. know, she's written a few really, yes, really good books. And I think she, they live in Missouri, right? Uh
1: Um,
0: But she, after that episode, ordered Seven Laws for the Learner, Mm -hmm. one of the books that we recommended or talked about. And she ordered it. And the day it came, she was so excited. And she opened it up and she discovered that they put the wrong book jacket (laughs) on the book. So the book jacket was Seven Laws for the Learner. The book itself, when she opened it up, was What to Expect When You're Expecting. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she got
1: her money back or at least got a change well, the book.
0: When she went to return it, she said, they want to know, why are you returning this book? Oh. And she said, it wasn't what I was expecting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. She's she's so funny. I love her. She's
0: hilarious. She's so
1: encouraging. <laughs>
0: Yeah. She, uh, she messaged yesterday. She finally got it. She finally got the right book this time, but yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> so, Isn't her book called Lord give me pretty feet or, I mean, she's got more than one, but the one that she, I think she first wrote about their, um, missionary mm-hmm. adventures in Vanuatu. Vanuatu. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And she's got one about the heart and I think her most recent one is spiritual way. yeah
1: uh-huh. it's
0: really good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She's so- but,
0: ask you if I could share that because I thought that was hilarious and yeah yeah and um oh it's your turn
1: that's my turn
0: yeah do you have anything Four. to say I Oh, like i was I'm just gonna, gonna ask ramble you. <laughs> <No rambling. laughs>
1: you don't ramble no palavering
0: no palavering
1: um mm-hmm. have you had yet have you had a crumble
0: cookie no but Neil has somebody gave one to him for his birthday this year
1: they gave him just one
0: yes it was big yeah,
1: I mean you can break it into four like four good sized cookies, but yeah, that's what I did this past weekend was my birthday. And um we had lunch with Mike and Courtney and Livy. Of course, just Livy is the one I'm the most interested in. I mm-hmm. love you, Mike and Courtney and Lori and Frank, which they're Courtney's parents, but Livy was the one I was interested in snuggling with. But afterwards we went over to crumble cookies and I don't that's kind of a new thing. I had never had one before. Um mm-hmm. This back when, when John was in the hospital a couple of years ago, the Pogues, Byron and Christy Pogue brought us dinner one night and they brought a big box It had 12 cookies in it. Oh. And if you've never had a crumble cookie, it's just a new cookie company, kind of like the great American cookie company, but these are not big cookies They're Well, they are big, but mm-hmm. about the size of your hand, maybe not quite that big, but they brought us a big sampler box full of those cookies and those lasted for I don't know, four or five days. Of course, there's boys here who are eating them, but they change their cookie flavors every week.
0: So they
1: always have two of the same. One of them is like the classic sugar cookie and one is a chocolate chip cookie, but they change their flavors every week. Hmm. And this week, the flavors are sea salt toffee.
0: Oh, yeah, Yeah,
1: a delicious infusion of toffee and milk chocolate chips topped with a dash of sea salt. I can see myself eating one of those. And then they have lemon poppy seed, And Mm -hmm. I love lemon poppy seed cake. So that, but that's good. Then they have a monster cookie, which is the peanut butter chocolate and um, oatmeal all in one cookie. And then a Texas sheet cake cookie. That I could go for. I could go for one of those and a raspberry cheesecake. Anyway, I just wondered if you had had one of those and if they had one in in Bowling Green.
0: We do have one in Bowling Green, but I've never been there. I've never had one. Yeah. So you're saying I need to check it out, huh? Yeah,
1: I think so. (laughs) Maybe, maybe, maybe on a a day that you're not counting calories, because it was funny, I looked on the website just to see what their what their uh, flavors were this week, because they change all the time. And it showed that the calorie count was only 160 calories.
0: For one and cookie? I thought
1: for a cookie? And then of course it said per serving and it's like four servings per cookie.
0: Oh, that makes more sense. I know,
1: but that's dirty. I hate it when they do that. When they I say know. it's only a hundred calories, of course, you can only have one bite, but
0: yeah, the serving size is this big. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Makes they, you uh, just
0: enough to get angry. <laughs> yeah.
1: Just enough to want more. But that's, that's it. Was, right. that's, I had one of those. My last week, the flavor that I picked was mint chocolate and it had, it was just a chocolate cookie and it had a spread of mint and it looked like the thin mint cookies, the Girl Scout mm-hmm. cookies, mm-hmm. and then it had chocolate on top of that. So I just finished mm-hmm. it off today. I made it last.
0: Yum. That sounds yeah. really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else do you have? Okay. Well, I'm going to announce here and now our grandparent names.
1: Oh, finally.
0: Finally. We have finally decided we have cleared it with the family. Neil's, we've pretty much known from the beginning because he's been pops Mm -hmm. since college. Yeah. So I heard
1: Carl call him that lots, lots of times. Yes. Yes.
0: And um, so I am going to be called Bibi.
1: Oh, that's cute.
0: Thank you. And Bibi is Swahili for a grandma. So I've made it kind of, I wanted something that sort of had meaning for us, not just like pull this out of the air and I've decided I'm going to be this, you know, Mm. so I've made eight trips to Tanzania and mm-hmm. we have a lot of Africa stuff. The necklace I wear every day is yeah. Africa okay. with Tanzanite on it. So anyway, we ran it by the family and we're like, what do you guys think? At the risk of exasperating you all, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what we want. We want to be Pops and BB. So they yeah, loved okay it. it. The, yeah, Carl put love it in all capital letters. So that made me feel good. And Yeah. So anyway, finally, finally. Now it's a done deal and we well, know. You know
1: still it will depend on what Rich ends up calling you.
0: True. That's
1: true. Because what true. if he says Baba or something? You know, you'll love whatever he says you then I would be Baba or, or uh-huh. Bobo
0: or Boo Boo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I bet he'll be able to say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So well that's how
1: I end up being ya-ya because uh I was supposed to be Lolly. I had picked Lolly. And I think I've told you before that the the kids didn't love it. Yeah. They didn't love it. Yeah. The for big kids. The right, big my, kids. My, my kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I wanted to be lolly. And so mm-hmm. I that's what I called myself until Jackson was about, I don't know, 16, 18 months old. And he just I have a video actually when the first time that he said it, he called me oh. Yaya. Because he couldn't say lolly. It came out ya. So I am Yaya.
0: It's so funny curious. that you
1: decided on that because I was talking with my friend Bonnie this week about your grandmother's name. I don't oh. remember how we got on it, but she, she asked me, well, what is the state bird and the state insect for Kentucky? And something, I think the honeybee, is the honeybee the state insect? I don't, I don't know, know the
0: state insect.
1: <laughs> she suggested, <laughs> I what is she? did we had one. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> Apparently I know more about Kentucky than you do. At least about the insect, so it was honeybee. I think because she said she could be honey, and then I can't remember what the other yeah. one was. But actually, I, I
0: actually tossed that one around. It just didn't feel like me.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad. It's, Thanks. It's taken a while, but I like yeah. it.
0: BB pops Thank and BB. That's right. And um, we, we had gone to a gospel meeting last weekend, and some friends of ours from way, way, way back. They mm-hmm. were sort of our adopted parents when. We first moved to Virginia. I was 22 or 23 and um, they kind of took us under their wing and we had a baby at the time and they became, you know, our kids adopted grandparents. So David K? No, this is oh. Gary and Sandy Soul. Okay. And we've always called him Big Gary. So it would be confused with our Gary. So mm-hmm. Big Gary and Sandy Soul. So they had us over for an early dinner Saturday night and we were just catching up with them. And they told me a couple of stories that I've never even heard before about our own children. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, you know, that happens when your kids leave home. You hear things usually from them that you uh-huh. never knew about. And most of them, you're like, oh,
1: yeah,
0: how did you survive? How, you know, something about a picnic or, table
1: and floating yeah, it in the river. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And any all the things. But anyway, Sandy told us that and I got Dale's permission to share this. Sandy told us that when Dale was still in diapers, he was walking around, he was still in diapers. She was the church secretary. And so he walked up to her desk. She said she could tell by the way he gripped the desk with his hand and the look on his face, he was kind of staring off that he was dirty in his diaper. (laughs) And so she said something to him about it, Dale. You know, do you need a new diaper or do you need to go to the bathroom? I can't remember exactly what she said, but she said, he looked at her and said, leave Dale alone.
1: <laughs> Dale. <laughs>
0: but literally ever since then, that's been a saying in their household. And leave Dale alone. Well, they say Gary, big Gary says it. Oh, it was, Ga- go- oh, oh, it was Dale. No, I'm, I'm okay. confusing. My- it was Dale that said it, but mm-hmm. Gary's soul. Yeah says that now and ever since then whenever Sandy says something to him he'll say leave Gary alone <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: and you told Dale
0: oh, Dale I told Dale his um I said would it absolutely mortify you if I shared this story on the podcast and I wrote down his response because he said Dale doesn't mind now please leave him alone <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not surprised at all Dale with his witty ways I
0: know and then she also told us that they um they were the ones that when we had Dale they came to our house they stayed with Gary while we were at the hospital and then when we had Carl they stayed with Gary and Dale while we were at the hospital Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and um they said that when Carl was being born apparently we make our oatmeal thicker than they make theirs because she was making oatmeal for them and Gary who is you know little I don't know how old he was I guess uh, four or five somewhere around there um said I don't want to be rude but I don't think you know how to make oatmeal <laughs> <laughs> she's oh. telling me this now yeah <laughs> I'm like well
1: <laughs> and what is that 30 years ago and yeah
0: you're, yeah
1: you <laughs> yeah. embarrassed from some from 30 years ago
0: No, I know. So anyway, those little stories, they just never die. It just, you know, as a parent, you continue to hear things. You continue to learn things that you never knew. Yeah.
1: Well, my son, my middle son, Jake texted me a couple of days ago, or maybe it was yesterday. All he said was bridge of spies over you've got mail with a bunch of (laughs) question marks after it. He was like dumbfounded that I picked bridge of spies over you've got mail. And I said, she Mm -hmm. picked that one. And I I said, have you even seen Bridge of Spies? And he wrote back, the goat is the goat, no matter who or how many pick. So (laughs) G-O-A-T, greatest of all time. Right. Yeah. And he said, yes, I've seen Bridge of Spies, good movie, but you've got mail is the goat. So he agrees with you. Well, of course. Yeah, Yeah, of course. course. Mm -hmm.
0: I told you we hadn't seen that. So Neil said we should watch Bridge of Spies. And Mm -hmm. we pulled up the trailer. I think it was just last night. We pulled it up. We're sitting there watching it and I went we've seen it. (laughs) So you didn't even remember it? No. I watched it. I was going, oh, this looks awfully familiar. And then the more it went on, I was like, oh, Mm. we've seen that one.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. It didn't make much of an impression on you then, huh?
0: Well, Neil texted me and he goes, what about, and he starts mentioning all these movies. She didn't mention this one or this one or this one. Mm. I didn't even know there were that many Tom Hanks movies. And I was like, well, she could only pick one. Yeah,
1: well, pick three, but
0: you did. You broke the rules.
1: I did. That's me. Rule breaker. Is that part of my that's not even part of a number nine?
0: I don't think it is. I think that's yeah. your rebel quality.
1: Mm-hmm. I guess everybody, that's...
0: everybody gets to have a rebel quality that doesn't fit their type. Okay. That's my new rule. Rule breaker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that rule.
0: Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Before we get into our topic, um, I did want to let everybody know we mentioned last week that we have t-shirts now. If mm-hmm. uh, you want to look in up t-shirt. And Emily, um, she prints her own shirts and sells them and she's going to have a website by the time this airs, she'll have a website that you can go through typically, or up till now, she's just posted about it in the Facebook group mm-hmm. for people to message her, but now she'll have a website and it will be glasshouse-co.com. Okay. Um, but we'll share that in the show notes and on the Facebook page. It'll be a lot easier that way just to go to yeah. the website and pick what you want and pay for it online and Good. all that kind of stuff. So it's excited hard. about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And
1: we're going to have some of those at Equipped, right?
0: Yep. We'll have a stack okay. of those at Equipped, which is coming up really soon. Yeah. So hopefully everybody can join us April 20th through the 23rd in Bowling Green for Equipped. Yeah.
1: I'm excited about that
0: mm-hmm. hopefully is your, li- is your lesson ready yet? Uh, yeah, but- <laughs> <laughs> so, next topic. Mind is written in my mind.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking about it. Does that? I've been count? thinking
0: about it. Yeah, I've been jotting down some things. For... Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, by
1: the way, by the way, oh, I did look at yes. jojoba, and you're oh. right. Oh, good. It's, I looked at the pronunciation, and it's ha hoba. Jojoba. Ho-ho-ba. Ho-ho-ba. Okay. Jojoba. Okay. 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 just wanted to say because I know you'd be happy that you're wrong. That I mean sorry, that was a Freudian slip. You're right, and I'm wrong.
0: Okay. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. All right, um, but you were right about something from the last one. Oh, I put it in the on the picture. You know the tallow. You said that that kind of reminded you of candle making for yeah. some reason. Yeah. Okay. And you were right. It is used in candle making. Yeah. So there you yeah.
1: go. Good to know. This nice right. when we, we're both right.
0: I love it when that happens.
1: Mm-hmm. Me too. But of
0: course, we don't share when we're wrong. So no.
1: Why would we do that? <laughs>
0: Uh, We're talking about three qualities men want, and really, um, I'm not meaning for that to be clickbait. You know, it's literally three qualities that men want in their wives. Um, Mm -hmm. And this, we're talking about Christian men, of course. And um, I'm going to share this resource here. This is an old book. It's called The Challenge of Being a Wife, and the author is Ruth E. Hazelwood. I've had this book forever. It looks like it. It's Mm -hmm. just beat up and... yep edges are falling Mm -hmm. apart right here and it was printed um decades ago but it's just one of those books that is so timeless every I just go back through and I reread it periodically and I've got all kinds of things underlined and highlighted in it because it's so practical and every now and then you know I need a um just a good (laughs) motivator to to be better and do better or Or whatever in my own marriage. And sometimes you don't realize you can kind of sink back into bad habits or whatever. And reading something like this is really helpful, but she has this section in here where she talks about this survey and she had asked a bunch of men and the ages were broad. The youngest age was, I think about 18 or senior in high school, Okay, you know, all the way up through seniors, Mm -hmm. senior men. And um, she asked them what they really wanted from their wife, and she explained, of course, that there are all kinds of answers that were given, lots of different answers, but the majority of them meant, kept coming back to these same three things. And even though uh, they may have used different words for them, they may have called them something differently. They were they were all talking about the same thing. And um, so, anyway, she writes about these. Three things and um, how to, you know, bring that to your marriage, why it might be important, you know, for your husband that you have these quality traits. And the thing that struck me about them is, it's not just that here's something I want, you know, you could fill in the blank with, um, well, you mentioned breakfast, lunch, and dinner, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you could fill in the blank with, um, you know, honesty, faithfulness, mm-hmm. all these things that are really important, but these specific things are, are things that make a woman more attractive to her husband. Okay. And <clears throat> so keep that in the back of your mind while we're talking about these things. Mm -hmm. All right. So the first one is femininity, Mm. femininity. Okay. And when, when she describes it, she says um, that sure attractiveness and it's, you know, how you look plays a part in that and, you know, dressing feminine or whatever does play a part in that, taking the time to clean yourself up or fix your hair or whatever. Yeah. But um, it had more to do with how it made them feel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so she said that when she would follow that question up with, what do you mean by femininity? A lot of them couldn't really explain it. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they could put a definition on it, and, but they talked more along the lines of how it made them feel. Yeah. And it was statements like, she makes me feel like a man. Mm-hmm. Um, she makes me feel like I can conquer the world you know it was those types of things um that was their idea of femininity and are you hearing those notifications that i'm getting yeah i can hear a little I don't somebody's know laughing why. or liking yeah i don't know why because i've got my focus thing big deal. no big deal all right Well, anyway
1: yeah femininity. well i was i was wondering what her definition of femininity was cuz i mean i know on the on the other side masculinity and that's something that I, Mm -hmm. I appreciate in John is just Mm -hmm. that he's a man and he's, there's nothing womanly about him. There's nothing girly about him. Cause that to me is, I don't want that. I don't want Mm -hmm. anything. I don't want him to even have any trace of, of femininity to him. So I guess on the other, other side of things, we could be conscious of not putting, you know, putting off that, that vibe of, of being manly, but what would that Mm -hmm. look like? (laughs) because i'm i mean sometimes i think of of independence as being masculine but i know that there's a lot of independent women but women but you know i i think that men i know john does like it when i'm dependent on him but i mm-hmm. think that's part of that respect that that you always hear about men want and need respect from their wives so mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. what does femininity look like to you
0: Well, and that's why I thought this list was so surprising because we always hear that, but respect wasn't one of the three things. Now, Mm -hmm. of course it made the list, but as far as the three things that kept cropping up in everybody's answers and my mind went the same way, same place that yours did, because I thought, well, in all three of these areas, we want the same things from our husbands, except that instead of femininity, of course, I find masculinity attractive Mm -hmm. and the opposite of that unattractive. Right. And, a, and, a, yeah, and my husband, exactly. you know, uh-huh. so, um, but she, she was talking about, um, oh, I, was, I put in here note what she says in the book, because here's how she worded it specifically about femininity. Okay. Although men were not very clear as to what feminine femininity is, they had little difficulty in explaining how them, how it made them feel. We may say then that one aspect of femininity is how a woman makes a man feel about himself. It is something more than just sex appeal, and it is not based on youth or beauty. All of these may help in the beginning, but each fades with the passing of time. Femininity is a mysterious quality that never fades and lasts till death do us part. Hmm. So I think part of that comes, I think it grows in marriage because we learn more about our husbands and we learn more about what makes them feel like a man what makes them feel good about themselves what's going to lift them up and support them and you know mm-hmm. make them feel like they can conquer the, wor- the world and the opposite of that is true you know we learn their vulnerable places mm-hmm. and the areas they struggle with and what what they're worried about or where they're insecure and we could take advantage of that you know mm-hmm. if we wanted to be um you know hit them where it hurts or we wanted to be ugly or something but because we have grown to know them better, it seems to me that this is something that could grow through the years instead of fading. Like she mentioned, it's not just a physical thing, which I'm thankful for. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that means we can grow in our femininity the longer we're together if we're using that to make our husbands feel like a man, you know. Um, and that's such an unpopular
1: thing to, to talk about in the world today, yeah. you know, just it almost, and I, I hate this because it almost makes me uncomfortable because the world has impacted me mm-hmm. to say, um, to talk about things that, that men need and femininity and how, because, mm-hmm. you know, now there's, you John went to the doctor this week and there was six different, you know, it wasn't just, Male, female, was male, female, non-binary, transgender, and I don't remember the others, but there were six different choices. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just we've lost our minds because it 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 does not make any sense, and it always makes me think of uh, remember that child's fable, the emperor's new clothes, Mm -hmm. and and how he's walking around without anything on and everyone's acting like he has something on because everyone else around them says he's wearing, you know, Oh, he looks so handsome in his robe Mm -hmm. because we're all, we're just going along with what, what the world is saying. And, and why is it surprising? It shouldn't be surprising because God told us that good would be called evil and evil good and things just get topsy turvy, but femininity, we, we can stand out now because because there's so little of it, it seems like there's oh, so little femininity.
0: That is such a good point And so true. And, and I know that this would have been um, a topic for conversation at the time this book was written, which I don't think I gave the date. I almost hesitate to do that because I don't want people to t- tune it out. It's 1977 mm-hmm. yeah. is when this book was published. But um, I know it was topic of conversation then even you know just embracing your femininity be thankful that god made you a woman um bring out the best of your woman qualities instead of feeling i think the problem is maybe sometimes we equate that with um like you say a lack of independence or being a doormat or this means i have to walk a walk around dressing like a 1950s housewife you Mm know (laughs) that is not that is not what this is all about. Yeah. And I really do think that it, it, it is important that you, you keep yourself looking nice, you know, take care of yourself and, you know, brush your hair, shave your legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, but that it does have more to do with how we treat our husbands. And because like she says, it all goes back to how we make them feel about themselves. And we know we have that power. Yeah. And we know how to wield it for good or ill.
1: (laughs) And I know what some people are thinking while we're talking about this is like, is, well, I I'm assuming motives, but I'm quite sure that there's some that are thinking, well, what about him? Mm -hmm. You know, why do I have to make him feel a certain way? And that's a topic. And that's, that's another one of those character traits, kind of like what Mm -hmm. we were talking about last week, that we we're so we're so quick to, to say, well, what about this? And what about that? Mm -hmm. And what about what he's doing and he's not doing. And if we would just have the mindset of doing what we know we need to do, all we can control is ourselves. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'm taking this in a direction that we don't need to take it. But, um, but I just know that it's not a popular thing to talk about what we should do in order to make our husbands feel like a man. It's just not a popular thing. You know, like Mm -hmm. you said, it's kind of, you think of a 1950s housewife, but yet it's biblical to to um, uplift and uphold and encourage and um, and have the proper role in a marriage that God wants us to. And as with anything else, when we do something God's way, it just works better because look at the world mm-hmm. you know, things are not going so well, but yet we you know we think that the modern way of doing things is better or at least the world thinks that so. We need to learn how to be feminine.
0: Well, I think you're, yeah, that's a good way to put it. We need to learn how, maybe learn all over again and teach our daughters how to be mm-hmm. feminine. And I think you're right that there's this kickback. People automatically go to that defensive, you know, but what about him? But what about him? And why can't we just trust God's plan? Yeah. And if we act how we're supposed to, and we behave how we're supposed to, and trust God to take care of our husbands and his heart and his situation. But the whole point is, well, actually, I think she even covers this in the book where she talks about if you continue to show and demonstrate love, you know, you will be loved in return. I mean, that's just the, that's a little bit of a different topic, but that's kind of yeah. how it works. If you're yeah. showing agape love and is that easy? no.
1: It's self-sacrificial. It's self-sacrificial,
0: and that's never easy. That is Mm -hmm. hard. But what happens when you do it? You know, you are loved in return. And I haven't gotten to the point yet where I don't care what Neil thinks about me.
1: Yeah.
0: And we've been married for thirty years, and Mm -hmm. and I hope I never get to that point. I hope I always care. I hope I always want him to be find me attractive and be attracted to me as a person. Mm -hmm. And for that matter. I want to like myself. Yeah. You know, I don't, sometimes I don't. Why should I expect him to? You know, there are things that husbands are going to be attracted to and find attractive in their wives. And this is just one of the first ones. And it's also not pretending to be helpless. I think that, yeah, that's kind of the distress. Yes. I I can take care of myself. I don't need you to get my door. I don't need you to, you know, whatever it might be. And that's not what this is all about. Yeah, it's just not. That's ridiculous.
1: It's a little funny to see a man sometimes when you get to a door and they're like, you can see that they're yeah. like going for the door and then they hold back and then they they don't know what to do. They don't know if they're mm-hmm. supposed to be what they consider gallant and chivalrous and open the door, which I'm always appreciative of.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. But,
1: but then some women find that offensive. And, and yes, that's our fault for for being that way. I say our, I'm not that way, but you know.
0: I I made that note too, because I was thinking that, you know, some women respond negatively to chivalry or gentlemen. One of the things I put down is, let him be a gentleman. That's how we can be feminine, is let Mm -hmm. him be a gentleman. And, you know, some women take offense to that. But, and so then they respond and not knowing how to step forward and be a gentleman. You know, we say, where is chivalry gone? Well, I can tell you where it went. And uh, you, you know, it. to me, it to me, it's the same as, you know, some women have a problem with their husbands leading in the home. And I know this isn't always the case, but sometimes it's the case that you took that position from him. Like he tried and you always had something to say. You were never happy. You always griped. You always criticized. You always disagreed, you know? Mm-hmm. And then after a while he's like, I can't, why try? try? I can't, I can't lead my own home. And then you're like, he won't even step up and be a leader of my own, you know? So I think in some ways we can, we can do the same thing with this. Let him be a gentleman, let him lead. A couple of the things that were mentioned in the book about femininity is um, to admire him. And again, this is another one (laughs) that gets the kickback. Cause I think, you know, sometimes we're like, Oh brother, I got to, Beat yeah. his ego. I got to stroke his
1: ego. Yeah. You know, but bat my do- eyes at him.
0: Who doesn't want to be admired? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're honest, who doesn't want to be admired? But when was the last time you just took the time to do that? You certainly yeah. did it. We certainly did it when we were dating. Mm-hmm. And we left him with no doubt that we admired yeah. him and thought he was all that. And yeah. they find that attractive, of course. Yeah. And so admire him with your eyes when you see him, you know, when he first gets home with your words, um, too much
1: information, but and I'm thinking before I say it, but sometimes when I look at John, there's times when I'm looking at him and he'll say to me, you really do love me.
0: Oh
1: yeah. And I think to myself, do I not look like that? (laughs) I mean, I, I don't, I don't mean to say that I immediately take it that direction, but it yeah. makes me, it, it kind of turns a mirror on my soul that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because I always love him. I always love him, but, mm-hmm. but, you know, sometimes he can tell that I'm in love with him by the way that I look at him
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, and just being conscious of that. And it, it's important to him and because his love language is, um, words of affirmation and I'm, he's, so he gives that to me because that's important to him. And so Mm -hmm. that to me is a word of affirmation from him. And, um, and I need to be better about doing that with him, but I I need to be conscious of, I wrote something about this for come fill your cup. Actually, I think it was the first thing I wrote for them that uh, it's called the good, the bad and the ugly. And I just talked about how, how important it is. Like you just said, still 36 years, 37 years later to be attractive to him. I want him Mm -hmm. to think that, that I am pretty and attractive to him, but have you ever walked past a mirror and looked at yourself and gone, "Ooh"?
0: Every day, <laughs>
1: <laughs> You don't. But when you when you look at my resting face, face. Yes. yeah, yeah. And then it got me to thinking about social media, and here I am going chasing a rabbit. We can pull it back in a second, but. But, you know, sometimes you look, if you know someone mm-hmm. who, who normally is just kind of sour looking, but on social media, they're all smiles. It's again, you know, it's that highlight reel versus the, um, what you really are like. It. it's just good for us to be conscious of what we look like to our husbands and yes. how, how they see the admiration our in our eyes and in our, the way we treat them.
0: Well, and life happens. We're not going to say, you think about the googly eyes that happen when you're dating. We're not saying that life is always going to be like when you're dating. Mm -hmm. This is just a reminder that there were things that your, your husband felt, found wildly attractive about you when you were dating. And Mm -hmm. he might, he might miss some of that, you know, and I loved how you put it. You know, there are sometimes it just the way you look at John reminds him that you love him. You know, Mm -hmm. he can just tell by the way you're looking at him and It's just something to be mindful of. It's so easy to get caught in a rut. Yeah. And forget to take the time to do something like that. By the way, we're married to the same person.
1: Yeah.
0: We are. (laughs) Because (laughs) last week we discovered that they're both type three. Mm -hmm. John's love language is words of affirmation. And so is Neil's. Yeah.
1: Well, we already knew that. I mean, in a lot of ways there. (laughs) Do you remember that there was one time, um, one of the Israel trips when I got pictures of them both doing the same thing over and over, like they were both at different points standing up on on the fence looking over in the some yeah. area, and yeah, they're just pretty much the same. Person. Standing,
0: standing over the map.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh huh. But they're good yeah. men. They are good men. But you're right. I mean, I just we we need to work more on that and grow in it. And and what is so funny to me that we that we resist it, but yet it benefits us. Like you said, we're the ones that we will benefit from it if Mm -hmm. we will pay attention to it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, another thing that was a part of the femininity is to be confident in your womanhood. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is so interesting because there are times probably in each of our lives, I hope I'm not the only one that struggles with insecurity over this or that, and maybe it's weight gain. Maybe it's, I really failed in something or bought something or whatever it might be. There are times of insecurity and, and that's going to happen. But, um, this, this idea of, of neediness and constantly needing, you know, reaffirmation and, and all that kind of stuff, um, be confident in your womanhood. Don't be whiny or needy, but quietly self-assured. And I wonder what that looks like. Yeah. Well, I feel like when I read that, I can think of people, you know, that, that I, that do carry an air of just quiet confidence and and it makes you feel good to be around them, you know? And, um, I don't know. I thought that was good fodder to think about and chew on for a little bit. Um, I wonder,
1: maybe we should ask John and Neil. Yeah. What this? the, do you like it when I'm confident? i don't know if i am though am i confident do i look confident today i don't think i don't think that's what it's talking about
0: it means you got to wake up and look at yourself in the mirror in the morning and go you are number one no (laughs) (laughs) no not at all try that i'll try that no i think it is it's just the opposite of neediness you know yeah. maybe clinginess or neediness or whatever yeah. just just assurance and mm-hmm. and confidence in your own womanhood you know i think that comes across in a woman when she's confident in her femininity and mm-hmm. i think that quality trait by itself is attractive yeah so it's probably something along those lines and then and the last part about it was remember what drew you to him in the first place
1: mm-hmm.
0: um um, to be drawn to those things and point them out. And I think that is attractive and makes us more feminine also. Do you have anything else about the femininity before we go into trait number two?
1: No, I just think that, um, I can, I can understand it basically by thinking about the masculinity side, how, Mm -hmm. like you said, that's very attractive to me for Mm -hmm. him to be, and he is masculine. Mm-hmm. and that's not maybe a popular word. This whole topic may not be, but, um, but I, I love that he has, um, calluses on his hands cause he's outside doing things. He's not, he's not weak. He's strong. And, um, I love that, that he's not afraid of banging. And this is kind of silly, but he's got scratches and, and things that because, because he's doing, he's busy and he's active mm-hmm. and and he's manly. So I, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is it helps me to think about femininity by thinking of the, the reverse for me, how attractive that is that he is masculine. So I want to yes. be that uh, on the, on the other side for him.
0: Yeah. I think, I can't remember if I had this conversation with you in person. Or on this <laughs> They're podcast. all running
1: together, aren't
0: they? <laughs> or if it was even you or somebody else. <laughs> Well, did tell me, and then I'll tell. Did you. I have a conversation with you about heroes and novels? I
1: don't think so. I, I don't that mean, must have been my sister. Did, I, I think,
0: that was my sister Christy. I think. Um, okay. So this this author was writing about how heroes have changed through the years, and that they used to always be. You and I are both avid readers, but they used to always be like very masculine and strong, and you know rescue the damsel in distress kind of a guy you know just Mm -hmm. oozing confidence and and all that kind of stuff and steely gaze yeah firm firm, strong jaw that's how they were described Mm -hmm. and she talks about how it's shifted and now they're um described as being sensitive um like open with their feelings or empathetic, mm-hmm. or they're more, um, they're, it's like the opposite of that. Like they're, I can't yeah. think of the right words to describe it, but even in, even in literature, you know, it's changed. And so her question, the author's question was, which one do you prefer? Do you prefer the strong, masculine hero, you know, or do you want the one that's the more sensitive type? And, I was like, that's a no brainer. <laughs> well, Give it's it both,
1: isn't it? I mean, it I is both. And I know you do too. And you don't, yeah. there's no, nothing that says that a masculine man can't also talk about his feelings.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just going
1: to be, that's not going to be the, <laughs> what he's going to want to talk about all the time. But
0: I think but, if he just talks about his feelings and he doesn't have that masculine aspect to it. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. You know?
1: so Yeah. Well, i I'm. We have God's men and mm-hmm. that's, and a, a man of God will, will have both. There was a book that I was, I was hoping that I had it here at home, but it's apparently I took it to Denver and, and so I couldn't pull it out and look at it, but it's called for women only by Shanti Feldhahn. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's for women only what you need to know about the inner lives of men. And I think you and I've talked about this before, because mm-hmm. I remember we, um we have, you and I have talked about how it's not always. I mean, and there's nothing that's a hundred percent, you know, guys are this way, women are that way because mm-hmm. we're all different, but, um, this book, she, she had a, um, a survey that she sent out to like thousands of men and found out some, some different things that men appreciate. And, and so I have gotten a lot out of that book. I've, I've used it and I thought it was pretty helpful. And so I just thought I would bring that up and I was hoping I could actually, look at it but if if, uh, if people are interested they could look at four women only by Shondi feld yeah
0: we can share that in the show notes and also the uh-huh. article that you mentioned that you wrote we'll share that in the show notes okay too okay
1: all right what's the next okay one?
0: the second one is understanding so number okay. one femininity number two men want understanding from their understand. wives. <laughs> well let's talk about it okay uh and they find that attractive and so um that before you can understand, you have to listen. You know, that's kind of the big premise here. Is um, it seems like we're a lot more understanding when we're dating mm-hmm. because we just want to know everything about them and we think everything about them is great.
1: Fascinating, yeah.
0: Fascinating, and we love that they tick this way and and respond this way and act this way and do you know? And we're much more patient with things that we might not even understand. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's, it's those kinds of things. Whereas sometimes, you know how it is (laughs) when you live with somebody day after day, and then those little things aren't as fascinating and um, we can become more aggravated or why did you respond this way? Why did you react that way? Why did you, you know, whatever? more free Mm -hmm. to express those kinds of feelings. Mm -hmm. And so understanding is um, trying to trying to sympathize with his situation and, um, taking the time to think through what he's going through and putting yourself in his place or, you know, anything that you would want from your best girlfriend, Mm -hmm. you know, your best friend, you want them to be understanding with you and Mm -hmm. to to give you the freedom to be able to talk about whatever's on their heart Mm -hmm. without you jumping all over them or making them feel like an idiot. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I think that's, pretty much in a nutshell, what this is, is, you know, they're, they are going to, our, our husbands are human they're going to make mistakes. They're going to say dumb things. They're going to do dumb things just like we are. Um, and they want an understanding wife.
1: Yeah. I thought it was interesting when you told me this one, because, you know, first Peter three, seven talks about mm-hmm. husbands should live with their wives in an understanding ways. What the um, new American says, I'm not sure how it's, put in other versions. But, uh, so that's one thing that God expects of men is to, to know us, at least that's the way I understand the definition of that word is to, to know how we tick and know what it is that, um, that we like, don't like and what we need. So it's interesting that that's something that men want from us as well, which makes sense. I mean, who doesn't want to be Mm -hmm. understood?
0: Yeah. And I think it starts with just giving them the benefit of the doubt, you know, how easy it is to fall in that bad habit of always assuming the worst. Mm -hmm. And that says a lot more about us than it does about them. Yeah. And, you know, we, we want God to treat us a certain way. We want our friends to treat us a certain way. And yet sometimes we feel like we can, you know, give our husbands uh, quick judgment or harsh judgment or harsh criticism or and when I say we I'm just saying sometimes that can happen sure sometimes we can just get caught up in that and we're we're thoughtful and understanding with everybody else mm-hmm. people that we run into and friends and people that we work with you know we we swallow our words we think before we speak and we do all these things to be understanding with everybody else and then you know maybe come home and we don't offer that same grace to our own husbands.
1: And I think it's natural because in, and I don't mean that that's a good thing but it's natural mm-hmm. in the sense that when you know he's going to love you anyway. Yes. But still it's um and I, and I think that in some ways we have the right to expect that because he's promised to love us until death do us part. But but it's not, it's just, it's not right. It's just the way we we fall that way. And have you ever noticed that um, this is, I'm sure it's something you've noticed about me when the four of us have been together. When, if I say something negative or if I criticize John or maybe not even criticize, but just don't, if I don't treat him very respectfully, it doesn't make him look any worse. It makes me look bad. And I've come to realize that and still it's something that I fight if it's just some, sometimes we try to be funny or Mm -hmm. we, um, or we just are, our guard is down and we're Mm -hmm. tired and we just get frustrated. And so we say something smart, Alec. And I know it just makes me look bad. It doesn't Mm -hmm. make him look bad. And I've I've been embarrassed for women before when we've been with them and they, they say something ugly to their husband. And I think I just feel sorry for him. And I just think you yeah. look bad.
0: So, yeah. And I'm it makes it us, my... it makes us like nitpicky and mm-hmm. uh, Ugly. Like, a, like a nag, you yeah. know, Oh, I bet she's fun to be married too. Yeah. 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 And I, this may be another one that gets a little kickback because people think, um, oh, I have to handle him with kid gloves. You know, it, we're not talking about that. We're not talking mm-hmm. about feeling like you have to walk on eggshells around your husband because his little sensitive heart might <laughs> <laughs> that's not what this is all about. We're talking no. about just offering the same thing you did when you were dating him and trying to win him. And yeah. we all know what that means because we want it for ourselves too.
1: I know this must be important to John because there've been a lot of times that he has said to me, if if we might be trying to work something out and he'll say, can you just, he said, you don't have to agree. He'll He'll say this to me. You don't have to agree, but can you just understand why I feel this way? So when Mm. when you told me that, that this was one of those things, I thought "Hmm, it really, really must be important to him.
0: Yeah, that's good. And And, I don't
1: like to say, yes, I understand, but, (laughs) but it's true. He just, yeah. Can you just understand why I might have a, have this certain feeling?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that too much to ask? (laughs) He,
1: he doesn't usually say something like that, but I, yeah, I oh,
0: know. Is he don't thinking that? He's probably thinking, <laughs> thinking it. thinking that. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the misunderstandings come in because of our differences. And so another thing was, that was brought up is there are differences between men and women. So embrace them. Mm-hmm. And just recognize and remember he's not just like you, and men and women are different from each other. And when we can remember to just embrace those differences in the way God made us, it'll help us to, with our trying to be understanding, less critical. You know, yeah. not to say that you can't ever have hard conversations. <laughs> yeah. um, you have to. Yeah, you have to. A good friend has the hard conversations, but there's a difference. You can, yeah. you can still do that while being understanding.
1: Have you ever seen, <laughs> there's a little video that's called The Nail. I
0: good. just said
1: that with a very Southern accent, The Nail. The Nail. What about
0: The Nail? <clears throat> well,
1: it's funny. It's meant to be funny. And it's kind of the opposite of what we're talking about here. But it's a, a man who and a woman who are having a conversation on a couch. And she's sitting there and she's saying, I just need you to, I just need to, you to to hear me to understand. And 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 she, like the cameras are around the back of her. And and she says, it just it it hurts. And and it's like this this pain. And he he's sitting over to the side of her and he's he's going, Well, there's and she said, I don't need you to fix it. I just need you to listen. And so she goes on and she says, It just, it's like this dull pain. And you can see him over there, but there's this, this thing. And he, she says, stop trying to fix it. And then the camera goes around to the front. She's got this nail in her head. <laughs> yeah. And he's saying, there's a nail in your head. Anyway, the point of the whole thing is sometimes <laughs> we, we just want them to listen. We don't want them to fix yeah. anything. But, yeah. but you know what? There's probably, it, it would just, this is something that John does too. You'll say, and I've done it with him. Is this a time that you just want me to listen or do you Mm -hmm. want me to try to solve something? Mm
0: -hmm. So I think
1: it would be good, you know, thinking about understanding to just say, you want me to just listen Mm -hmm. and not try to solve anything for you? Because like, I know we've talked about before the processing out loud. Sometimes you fix it on your own when you just talk about it.
0: Yeah. And usually we, we are quick to accuse men of this being fixers and women just want them to listen and sympathize. Oh, poor baby. I don't know how you put up with that. That's all you have to say. Uh But I think we're guilty of it too, because, um, you know, sometimes they might share a situation with you of something that happened on the job or whatever. And you, uh, we, I (laughs) criticize, (laughs) criticize how he handled it. Yeah. Oh why did you say that? Why didn't you say this? Or you should have done this or you should Mm -hmm. have, you know, and that's the exact same thing. Yeah. Instead of just listening and letting him talk and air it out, just like we, we just want somebody to listen and sympathize. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes i jump in there and I go, oh, oh, I wouldn't have done that. I would have said blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know that. And that's, that's the exact same thing. It's, it's trying to be the fix it, the criticizing how he handled something.
1: I find myself becoming more critical, the more tired I am. Oh yeah. So the later it gets, and if there's a lot going on and mm-hmm. uh, I'm thinking that the next two weeks, I need to be really ex- extra mindful of it, but I, sometimes I recognize that I'm getting tired mm-hmm. and I'm getting snappy and I just, I probably just need to go to bed. And that's mm-hmm. the best thing to do is take a rest. As my daughter-in-law, Erin <laughs> says to, the, to Jackson and Amy Clara, it's time to take a rest. <laughs> So
0: <laughs> take a rest <laughs> it's a little
1: bit, a little easier to be understanding after I've taken a rest.
0: <laughs> take a rest. Well, uh, Neil's thing is he asks a lot of questions yeah. and it's not really we are that, married
1: to the same man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's not Really that he doesn't know the answer. That's just how he communicates. He communicates in the yeah. form of questions. And for whatever reason, I am wired in such a way that that like drives me crazy. Absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and I have to catch myself doing this because sometimes he'll come home from work and in my mind, I'm going literally the first thing, first eight things out of your mouth were a question, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) or first thing in the morning, you know, I'm drinking coffee and I'm, I'm just thinking, please, no questions, please, no questions, please, no questions. I just want to get you a
1: coffee cup with no questions. I
0: don't want to answer any questions. And, but to me, this is that whole understanding thing mm-hmm. he's just why he communicates different he's wired differently than I am and yeah. I need to be more patient about that it's not like it's a bad thing you know it's, it's the problem is mine <laughs> the raw, it's me it's, it's not you it's me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes
1: I John I think there's context clues yeah you know, listen to the context and your question is answered, but exactly. why can't I just be nice and answer Exactly. The question?
0: Exactly. Wow. That's scary. Yes. Yeah. All that goes through my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and then being understanding with their mistakes and their mess ups in marriage, you know, the times that they say something thoughtless or hurtful or could have worded a little nicer or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that, just like we want them, to offer that same understanding with us. That's another area that we can. It's like forgiveness. We, want, forgiveness. we want
1: forgiveness. And so we have to be forgiving as well.
0: Yeah. And with the understanding thing, it's almost like extending it before they ask. You know, I'm just, yeah. I'm not going to make a big deal out of this. I'm going to not let it bother me. There's a quote that I like that has something to do with that. It's a wonderful grace to overlook a mistake,
1: you know, mm-hmm. without
0: pointing it out and without drawing attention to it. You know, and and I think, still, that is so good. I need to work. I'm still on thinking
1: about how you said that, though, because that's so what what you said about understanding is forgiveness before it even. How'd you say that? Because that before was so they good. even ask for it. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, that's a great definition of understanding.
0: Well, thanks. Yeah,
1: we should put that in the dictionary. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, and then another part of understanding, and I love this one, is let him be himself. Yeah. You know, okay. um, don't try and change him. Quit trying to. Fit him into a mold or mm-hmm. make him do things the way you do. You know, let him be himself and rejoice in that and enjoy that. And just like, again, we keep sound like a broken record, but just like we did when we were dating, we loved everything about him. Yeah, just how they were, and um, that's that is very attractive. I can understand that giving mm-hmm. somebody that freedom to just be themselves without any criticism but to say i love you just the way you are um, why wouldn't that be wildly attractive you know yeah. so i, I think and that's part of that too
1: i think it opens the door too when we are that way when we when we're naturally accepting and and um complimentary for them to at some point say is this something I, is there something that you think i need to work on
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know i think that if we are naggy and um always critical and always telling them how we think they should have done things differently then They don't. They're not going to ask anything about, you know, ask our advice or ask uh, for. I don't want to say correction because nobody wants correction, but
0: yeah,
1: uh, constructive criticism. But I think if we naturally are always complimentary and encouraging and understanding, whatever, then they're going to want to know our opinions about things that might need to be changed. When you were talking, it reminded me of (laughs) my niece. Texted me, uh, my niece Lauren she's been married. I want to say three years, probably now, but she sent me a link to a book and I have not read it, but it's called finding the hero in your husband. Hmm. And, uh, she said, it's, she said, it's a really good book. It has helped change my mindset on marriage in a good way. And she's been recommending it to her friends. So, um, it's something that I want to look into. It says embrace it's finding the hero in your husband, embracing your power in marriage. And it's, I'm sure it's a denominational book, but, um, but I I imagine it has some, some great hints in it that, you know, you want to look for the hero. You want to see him in a positive light. And I think again, like you were mentioning a moment before, and it made me think of TV shows, how, the man is just always portrayed as dumb and weak and yes. silly and an idiot. And the wife is always strong and supportive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's the one that has all the smart. answers.
0: Smart, Yeah. And there's
1: nothing wrong with a woman being smart and mm-hmm. having some answers and things. But but at the expense of making the husband the idiot, it's just that turns me completely off. And I'm not going to watch anything like that. So mm-hmm. now here we are writing books about finding the hero in your husband because we're having mm-hmm. to combat stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think as with every relationship, thinking the best of somebody brings out the best in somebody, you know, it's not like you're, none of this has anything to do with manipulation or Mm -hmm. um, trying to work the psychology of it all. You know, it's just offering good things that um, they're going to appreciate and enjoy and find attractive. And all it's going to do is enhance our marriages and just like we would want from them. So instead
1: of a vicious cycle, it's a, it's a positive cycle.
0: Yeah. And it really is other person focused, you know, mm-hmm. like most things that we talk about, whether it has to do with attitude or a Christian walk, you know, put others first, just like God wants us to. And amazing, amazing how relationships get better when we do that.
1: <laughs> when we obey God. Yeah.
0: When we obey God. Amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready for the third one?
1: Okay. I'm ready.
0: Number three is cheerfulness. Mm. I know. Mm. <laughs> Got to work on this one. Got to work on this one. All right. I'm going to quote somebody. They said, pouting is so unattractive on everyone. Do you know who said that? Um,
1: that may have been me.
0: That was you. Yeah, you said that. That's one of my favorite quotes Where? because yeah. I, I don't, I think you said it in a class that you were teaching at the Bear Valley Bible Institute yeah. in the women's program. And I wrote that down and I've shared it on Facebook a few times. Pouting is so unattractive on everyone. Man. I can be so good at it. um, Or it's good at pouting. Yes. Our thing is uh, if something happens and I get upset and we're in the car, I look out the window. Mm -hmm. And Neil will be like, Neil, say, What's wrong? Nothing. Uh Uh Yeah, you're looking out the window. I'm just watching the scenery go by, Neil. (laughs) (laughs) He knows better. I do the same thing. (laughs) He knows better. cheerfulness. And it kind of goes back to what you brought up earlier. What does your face look like? Yeah. You know, what does your face look like when he first walks in the door? And, and we all know that you can have had a rough day. The kids could have been driving you crazy, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But what does your face look like when you first see him? I always think about through the years, Neil has done this thing where he uh pops up on me unexpectedly. You know, if I'm at the grocery store and he knows it, There've been times when he's Mm -hmm. just shown up, like he'll walk around the aisle when I'm least expecting it. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's the litmus test. What does your face look like in those moments? You know, when he first walks in the door, when you first see him across the room, when he first gets to the same building that you're in, how does your face greet him? And, um, that's, it's really such a simple thing. Does it really take a lot of effort Mm -hmm. to put, some cheerfulness or joy in your grading or here's one of those personality or, things, or, mm-hmm. you know,
1: because I, I have struggled with that. Like yeah. he wants me to be cheerful when he comes home. Now we're together mm-hmm. most of the time now, but used to when he would come home from work. And like you said, if the kids have been driving you nuts or whatever, and you're just glad that someone else is there to help you out with the craziness that's going on, but, um, but, like you said, too, is it really that hard just to say, I'm glad you're home? Why can't we just do that instead of what took you so long? But yeah. Instead, I'm so glad you're home and laugh about it. Choose yeah. to laugh instead of, to me, that's part of cheerfulness is laughing Absolutely. rather than just being so cranky and ugly.
0: Yeah, I have that on my list here is just um, focusing on the joys in life, being able to laugh at yourself. That's a big one, yeah. Um, especially if you have a pride problem, (laughs) (laughs) especially if you're a type one. (laughs) Uh, Do you make light of inconveniences? You know, how about when you're put out or inconvenienced? How do you respond in those times? And do you have a sense of humor? You Mm -hmm. know, did you used to have a sense of humor? And you've squashed it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, or you save it, you save it for everybody else. You know, mm-hmm. you put that effort into being light and fun to be around for mm-hmm. everybody else. Or, you know, what are you prone to talk about when you're together with your husband? You know, is, mm-hmm. it, is it all negative or do, are you just cheerful? Do you have a cheerful demeanor? And I, with most things, this is a choice that we make. Some of it could be tendencies like we talked about in our last episode, but we make that choice. Right. first thing in the morning you know that we set the tone for the day ourselves and how we're going to respond to things and whether we're going to be cheerful and think about the the people that you know that are more eeyore types mm-hmm. you know um how fun is it to spend time with them Mm-mm. you know you still love them and you still want them to talk talk to you and share their life with you and things like that. But are you, are you naturally drawn to them or are you attracted to them as a person and you enjoy being in their presence? Probably not. No, (laughs) Probably
1: not. No, But I think there are people that get, that's where they get their joy, which is so warped. Really. If you think about Mm -hmm. it, they find joy in being down Mm -hmm. because it's a habit. I think, again, we've talked about this before, but it's a habit to be, uh, to talk about your problems and get, get you attention. It's negative attention, but yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Have you th- ever thought about the, um, the, <laughs> another story about a man and a, a couple going for counseling and, and the woman says he'd rather be with the dog than with me. And the counselor says, well, have you ever seen how the dog greets him at the door? When exactly. He comes home?
0: Yes. And, yeah. you know,
1: jumping up and down and, and licking all over him. I really want to
0: I just I'm pictured do you that. doing that. <laughs> you know, no. I'm a visual listener.
1: <laughs> I may have to send you a picture later.
0: Oh, no. um, yeah.
1: And jumping up on his lap, you know, doing stuff like that. And obviously we're probably not going to do something that, you know, Canine, but
0: set a challenge. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> that's what we should put in the group this week. Say, send us a picture of you greeting. <laughs> <your husband." laughs> but, but really, I mean, if we, why can't we? I'm not like, again, yeah, we don't have to meet them at the door wearing pearls and heels and an apron and mm-hmm. holding a platter of fresh baked whatever. But. It wouldn't bother John if I did that. He would love that. He would love yeah. it, and it, you know, I, it would be something that would be fun to do just to laugh about. And mm-hmm. and uh, so I may I may have to try that. I don't a, have any pearls or a, heels. A,
0: a smile goes a long way. Yeah. You know, if if you're ever in an argument and you're at this impasse because you're both stubborn, I am not speaking from experience. I'm just saying sometimes. Yeah, this happens. Of course not. <laughs> And, you know, one of you just smiles, Mm -hmm. doesn't that kind of just dissolve every, like diffuse the moment, bring down the moment. And there's There's just such power in it. And yeah, there's just such power and cheer. And it kind of goes back to what you said, you know, the power that we have in our own relationships and these things, these three things that we've talked about, none of them are hard They're Well, they can be hard, but they don't have to be right. If we're just intentional about them and think about them, and what a gift that we can bring to our own marriages, and then we'll be reaping the benefits because cheerfulness is contagious, Mm -hmm. right? Just like all those negative things are. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I was just thinking about something that John said to me recently, and it's a little convicting. It's a lot convicting, actually. But you know, I. I've always, I grew up in a Christian home and I've always, since I was very young, been a Christian and I've known all the right answers, most of them anyway. And, um, I've not necessarily been, um, someone that was rebellious and did things, you know, it's, I've lived a pretty tame life, but I haven't always been, I haven't always had my own faith and it's really pretty recent. And I hate to admit how recent it has been, you know, for me to develop my own faith, but pretty recent. And John has said to me recently, like within the past three or four months, he said, you're just happier now. Oh, and, and I am, Mm -hmm. and I don't, I'm, I guarantee I'm not saying this to bring any praise of any kind, because I'm convicted by the fact that it took me this long to figure it out. But again, being in the word and being, Mm -hmm. um, someone who is, is wanting to, to know how God wants me to be and surrounding myself with people who have a a mind that is interested in spiritual things. And there's just so many things like that, that, that impact our minds and our hearts. And, and it has that effect that it makes you happy. Mm -hmm. You can't help but be happy no matter the circumstance in life. And I also want to say, too, that um, there's probably I'm sure that there's younger women. I don't know how many younger women listen to us, but I we you and I both remember those years of child rearing and it's tough and it's um, you you kind of there's a disconnect between you and your husband because there's so much going on with, uh, with the kids and it, it's demanding mm-hmm. and they're touching you all day long and, and, and <laughs> pulling on you and saying, mom, 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 and you have mm-hmm. to take them here and, and make sure that everyone's in bed and they get out of bed in the middle of the night. And even just thinking about, you know, when you go to bed at night, you don't know if you're going to get sleep or not. Mm-hmm. So that's a tough time. Yes. But it doesn't, it's not always going to be that way. Yeah, And you have to hold on. So, you know, this, the understanding and the cheerfulness and the femininity at different stages in your life is going to be harder. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: so I think you and I both would say, this is not something that you're going to perfect. And we're not going to perfect it even at this stage in our life, but it will get easier. It will get easier.
0: Well, and I think what we're striving for is the big picture. Mm-hmm. You know, Obviously, we're going to have bad moments. And the way it was worded in the book is actually the third one is she called it a happy disposition,
1: okay.
0: which is a good way to put it, because it makes it seem like the big picture, the overall picture. Overall, I generally try to look on the bright side of things. That's what I'm that's what I should be striving for and mm-hmm. thinking about cheerfulness. And there are going to be times when you are just dog tired because you've had no sleep. And, you know, or maybe it's a a trying time, you know, you're in the middle of a trial and, you know, we're not, like you say, suggesting that this is a constant high. I don't think that's what they're even talking about with cheerfulness, but, but a tendency to have a happy disposition. And it's biblical. Um, Proverbs 17, 22, a joyful heart is good Mm -hmm. medicine. And Proverbs 15, 13, a glad heart makes a cheerful face. Mm -hmm. So again, what does your face look like? And, and if, if you are having a hard time and you can't find an obvious reason, you know, if you do tend to lean toward being just grumpy all the time around your husband, maybe it would be worthwhile to sit down and think about it and pray about it. Mm-hmm. See if you can figure out the root cause. See if you can um, have a heartfelt conversation with your husband, you know, I'm, it's not, it's, we're talking about, things that he wants and things that he finds attractive, but it would also benefit you too. It'll benefit us if we work mm-hmm. on these three things and especially the cheerfulness. Joy is a fruit of the spirit, Galatians 5, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think also um, I have watched for triggers because, <laughs> you know, I mentioned the Neil with his questions thing. I, I have triggers. I know what they are. I know it can... Yeah tend to set me off or you know it it, it might be you know weighing yourself first thing in the morning (laughs) all of a sudden feeling less cheerful is it bad weather you know I've noticed that on sunny days I feel way more optimistic and yeah like I can do things and then on overcast days I'm like you know it does affect me so be aware of those things and so we can be more intentional your children's messes you know what are what are those triggers so Mm. but those are the three things do you have anything else on any of those femininity understanding and cheerfulness
1: be that way huh
0: (laughs) just be it
1: (laughs) just just do it just do it
0: just be it yeah
1: yeah well am i yeah I think just we we want to encourage people to hang on in their marriages mm-hmm. and it can be tough. It is tough. There's no doubt that it's going to be tough. And sometimes we know that there are reasons why you can't, but I think the vast majority of the time when when we work on ourselves,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we re- reap the benefit. It feels sacrificial to have to be the one that has to, especially when the, when your husband is not doing the same thing, it's not working, Mm -hmm. but there's, there's ways that you can modify behavior. And again, you said something about the psychology of things, but you can modify someone's behavior by your own behavior, Mm -hmm. but really you're just doing what you should do to begin with. But I just think it's so worth it. It's so worth it to, to hang in there and to work on your marriage and to make it a priority. And I think, you know, we're 37 to do the math, 1986 to 2023, it will be 37 years this year. Um, There's just so many, I'm I'm crazy about him. Mm I'm, I'm still in love with him. And I, I would not trade our relationship for anything. It's other than my relationship with God. He's everything to me. And, and I would, I'm just so thankful for that, that I never thought, you know, I thought, I guess I thought that, this far into a marriage, you'd just kind of be, I don't know, you know, just living, mm-hmm. but it's better than that. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Being married is awesome. And, and being in love even in your fifties. And I'm sure that there's a lot of women out there that will say beyond that, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, uh, it's, it's even better. It's even better than it mm-hmm. was at 20 something.
0: Well, and you can have a solid marriage without these three things. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I think especially as Christians that take God's word seriously and they're, you know, till death do we part, committed to each other and they can be good for each other in a lot of ways. Um, They have a strong marriage. They're still together. They're good friends. Maybe they're good roommates or whatever without these things. Mm -hmm. But, you know, these are things that we can do even now to enhance our relationship Mm and Instead of feeling like we're just two roommates occupying the same house, you know, we live together, we take care of each other's needs. I've got my role, he's got his, you yeah. know, 30, 40 more years to go and we'll be good. Yeah. You know, it's just, but it doesn't, doesn't have to, have to be that it way. doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to. And and it starts with us and what we're mm-hmm. willing to be intentional about. And if these three things are things that men find attractive, and I think it would be a fun challenge to say, you know, ask your husband. Does he find these three things attractive? Mm-hmm. Um, then, why wouldn't we want to do that and make our marriage everything that it used to be or that we hoped it would be?
1: Yeah, and when you do ask that question, be prepared for an answer <laughs> and you know, have the the mindset that you're going that you want to hear what he has to say and not mm-hmm. to you know just be prepared and be ready to to be accepting and to be cheerful about it and maybe it'll open up a conversation that you've been needing to have for a while.
0: Yes. And I, I, am very thankful for my husband. I feel like we have a a solid, strong marriage. And, but, with this conversation today, there's a couple of these, I know I need to do a lot better about and that I need to work on. And, and I'm glad for the opportunity to do that. It kind of feels like a little challenge, you know, what are some ways that I can, well, I don't want to mention the two. (laughs) What are some ways that I can be more blah this week? (laughs) (laughs) How how can you be more blah? (laughs) I got that one down pat. I got that one down pat. All right, are we ready to move on to our random question? All right, let's do it. Our random question is Carla, what do you typically have for breakfast? I told you
1: when you asked this or when you brought this up that nobody's going to like me anymore, they're going to think I'm gross. All right. And wait, wait, what was it? I said, they're going to think I'm strange. And you said you are strange. (laughs) Did I say that? I'm pretty sure you did. I can look back at the text.
0: Oh, that's not necessary. No.
1: (laughs) No, I, um, I try to have protein in the morning because I don't eat a huge breakfast. I do. I have my coffee. And so, you know, what I would like to have versus what I do have, what I would like to have is French toast, bacon oh, mm-hmm. eggs with cheese all over them oh, yeah um, maybe a croissant and mm-hmm. pancakes um, pancakes grits cheese grits do you mm-hmm. like that oh,
0: oh I love grits yeah
1: grits yeah. um so I can think of a lot of things that a breakfast taco on top of it yeah I could eat mm-hmm. I could probably eat all of my calories at oh, breakfast I love breakfast yeah I do too gravy oh yeah S sausage gravy yeah yeah just with the spoon. Mm. Mm. But anyway, I'm dreaming about breakfast. <laughs> we
0: digress. <laughs> yes. What do you digressing. mean? <laughs> <laughs> I eat
1: cottage cheese. Really? Yeah.
0: It's Isn't funny it's...
1: that you asked this question though, For because breakfast. I'm very picky about which cottage cheese. Well, it's, because It's hard to find a good cottage cheese. It is. And there's one here and there's one in Denver. The one here is horizon. And it, I spend a little bit more than, you know, it's not just the usual, because if I'm going to eat it straight, I want it to taste good right. and horizon. And I can't find it anywhere. I don't know if there's some kind of a something going on with the horizon company, but I I've been everywhere since we've been home looking for it. I've been to all the HEBs, I've been to Walmart. I've been everywhere and nobody has it. So I have right now, literally, I have six different cottage cheeses in my refrigerator because I've been trying each one to find one that tastes decent.
0: It makes a lot of difference.
1: It does. You're going to be surprised. What I ended up with is just Mm -hmm. Walmart brand. It's just Walmart, great value, large curd, 4% milk fat. That's more than you really wanted to know.
0: Well, I like the small curd.
1: Yeah, I like both, but for some reason for breakfast, I like the large curd. And then at in Denver, it's called uh, Meadow Gold. It's the only one that I like there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so that's I just have maybe a quarter cup, third cup, and uh, and I'm good until lunchtime, just because mm-hmm. it's protein. So for
0: breakfast, that's interesting. Yeah, that yeah. sounds gross. It is. I know, I, everybody's gonna think. I actually, nasty, I had but... I had cottage cheese for lunch yesterday. So yeah, what I've kind? Measured, what brand? It up. Whatever Sam says.
1: Yeah, but you that's put something on it
0: salt and pepper. Hmm. I actually put, I make herbal salt. I actually put herbal salt on it. Okay.
1: I never okay. thought about putting salt and pepper, but I have, I'm going to send you a picture because I have six different kinds and now I'm going to have to make a bunch of lasagna because yes, or sour cream meal yeah. casserole or casserole. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: yeah. So what do you have for breakfast?
0: Well, we're kind of on this kick now where we're having, I make yogurt. And so we're having yogurt. We're having a uh, whole milk yogurt. I used to do the 2% or the skim, but we switched to whole milk yogurt. And then, um, you know, the frozen berry blend that has mm-hmm. it's the triple berry blend. So it's blueberries, blackberries, and raspberries. Okay. Um, so I put that in a skillet on the stove and add a little maple syrup and crush the berries while it's cooking down. And then oh. that's what we drizzle on top of our yogurt, but I measure everything out because we're <laughs> counting, mm, calories. counting calories. <laughs> so I measure the yogurt I measure the berries. I measure the maple syrup and, um, uh, but it is so good and it's got the protein in it. And then it kind of hits that little sweet note for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Or I, We usually have two and the other one is just like scrambled eggs and toast. And mm-hmm. this morning we, I ran out of yogurt and we just had scrambled eggs and, um, I used uh, tallow. Okay. I cooked it in tallow. It was delicious, but I measured it out. Yeah. Oh. Uh. <laughs>
1: Measuring is a pain, it but is a pain. it works.
0: It's really eye opening for sure. So, those are
1: I have not found a yogurt that I like, just a plain yogurt that's not, yeah. I don't like tart.
0: Yeah, no, make your own. It's very smooth and creamy. It's a very easy. You can do it in the instant pot. You might need to send me a recipe. Yeah, it's, yeah, for sure. I mean, your instant pot will have the recipe in there because there's a yogurt button. So there's not, it doesn't taste tart at all? No. Because that no, just it is, makes me. It is very mild and you can make it regular yogurt by eating it. You know, you just chill it overnight when it's done and eat it the next day. It's like regular yogurt, or you can make it like Greek yogurt by straining it and letting the liquid whey come out of it. So you've mentioned we,
1: straining a couple of times. Are you using
0: cheesecloth? Sometimes I do, but it's really hard to clean. So I have a really fine mesh uh strainer and sometimes I strain things through like the tallow I strain, put my fine mesh strainer and then lined it with paper towels and then it caught everything and all the liquid went through. So yeah okay. But I don't strain my yogurt. I leave it like regular regular like yogurt. It all depends do you want more calcium or do you want more protein? If you want more protein make it Greek style. If you want more calcium leave the whey in there.
1: Okay. i probably would be going for more protein. hmm just for the feeling being feel, feeling filled
0: yes something mm-hmm.
1: that I, I went through a phase for a long time was to have scrambled eggs with feta cheese in it I mean I, I did know, that for I breakfast. got
0: that from you we've done yeah. that some because that's
1: you. my favorite but mm-hmm. it takes longer than just opening up the carton of cottage cheese and anything
0: yeah that's good though it's delicious yeah it yeah. is okay All right. so Thanks for listening to those of you who have hung with us this long. We've had a great conversation and enjoyed it. And we would love to hear from you and what you think about these three things that men want from their wives and marriage. And um, we would love for you to join us over on our Facebook page, looking up with Kathy and Carla on Instagram. We do a lot of interaction over there. We share a lot of extra things and pictures and have a lot of fun. So check it out. And until next time, hopefully Carla, will be talking to you in Israel, but until next time, keep looking up. Keep looking up. Take care. Well, love Bye. You. Bye. Love you. Bye.